The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yo, 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 what is up? What is up? It's the Intentional Grounding Podcast, vidcast, right here on the Buffalo Rumblings feed. This is the Buffalo Rumblings post-game show, and I'm your host, Sterls. And we're coming off of Bill's victory. How does that feel? How does it feel? You know, this is the place to react to get your feelings out, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I uh Got me some some of that hen dog right here. I'm be sipping that to uh, go into this victory. But also, you know, I got my dog here too. I got my dog here. All bro, po. Let's go. How you doing? I'm doing Big well. Dubs, big Absolutely. dubs. It is the Buffalo Absolutely. Bills defeat the Kansas City Chiefs by three points, twenty sure. to seventeen. How how you feeling, man? I'm feeling great. Um, I know that the end of it was a little sketchy, but I mean, we've been in those situations where calls haven't gone our way and he was lined up in the neutral zone. So um, he was, he was, it's a tough call, but it was the right call. JB says, let's go. Uh, Dewan says, I threw up at least four times in the, in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah. I think uh, you're not the only one who threw up uh, watching that part. Um, JB also says, as long as fourth quarter, at least I at least it felt like it. Yeah, it was super long. John Robert, what's up? 
Glad you're here. Um, I could put my pacemaker away for a week. Yes, John, uh, it's the holiday season, and I'm sure we need you around here, and your family needs you too, so hang in there, buddy. And John, John says, what's up, brother? We played the whole game. What's up, my guy? Yes, we did. So let's, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited because, I mean, going into this week, you know, on the post game show, I always talk about how I felt, maybe how Bill's Mafia felt leading up into the game. I think that's always important uh, just for context purposes. But, you know, coming into the game, I felt like the Bills were going to win this game. I felt like they were going to win this game, and um, they did. However, there was so much drama in the LBC this week, like so much drama at One Bills Drive. You got Tyler Dunn come out with his article, and, you know, and we'll get your thoughts on the article because I really haven't talked to you about it, um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But you had that article, and I always felt like, you know, that could do one of two things. It could galvanize this football team for the better, or it could really uh, – kind of tear things apart and I, I i i said that to say seeing how they responded was going to tell me a lot about this game and a lot about the locker room and they came through today they really came through today your thoughts well i i agree with you i, I feel like the way that this game played out was and the, how the i guess defense specifically showed um themselves today i it was going to tell me how they felt about McDermott, right? Like, mm-hmm. regardless of everybody else, all that matters is who f- the players in there, how they feel about the character of McDermott. And so um, I thought they came out, they played extremely hard. They played well. They played, uh, I mean, two turnovers, um, might have given up 10 points. Uh, and Well, not turnovers, but a bad punt. Bad punt. Um, but other than that, I feel like they came out and played inspired football. and. Um, I think that was for – I don't want to say it was for McDermott because that shouldn't be the narrative, but, like, it showed that they care about him, and that's really what mattered. Like, they, it showed that they weren't just going to give up because some article came out of people that were not happy with McDermott previously. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a good point. Like, was it for McDermott? Yeah, it's it's kind of for McDermott. I mean, when you have him coming out saying, you know, he felt like he was attacked and right, wrong, or different, whatever. Like, I didn't have a problem with Ty Dunn's article necessarily because um, it, what is it? what happened happened, right? And we can't go back and change things and so forth. Um, the timing of it, okay, it is what it is. Like, it That's happened. What I, with. I, I mean, a, you're a reporter, you're a journalist. Like, if I'm him, I do the same thing, to be honest. That I don't care, I don't care about the team's feelings if I'm a journalist. That's He's doing fair. his job. You know what I'm saying? Like he he he's trying to he he's independent now, um, with go long, and so yeah, I do it too. But I don't care, you know. Um, but here's the thing, though, man, the resolve in that locker room—that's a big deal. That's a big deal. It's a big deal, and and it's a big deal on multiple um accounts because one, you've had an issue with tough one-score games. Now you got one going in your favor, right? Not only that, but that one that that tough win that you just got in Arrowhead was against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And now you go back to Orchard Park and you play the Cowboys. That man, if you're a Bills fan, if you are on this on the football team, you got to be feeling good right now. I I uh, it was interesting because down the stretch, like the 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 way the offense played in that last drive is not indicative of how they usually play. Like they 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 were 
they made a lot of mistakes as far as um, time management of of the clock or what they could have had. They could have gave it back with like 45 seconds left. But I feel like that drop to Diggs, the missed touchdown to Gabe that he threw the he threw a nice ball to Kincaid and it was just hard to catch. Like it, and then the defense coming out and getting a stop, albeit they had a nice play with a guy offsides. Like I, I feel like it was just indicative. It was a weird ending, and it was finally nice to get, have one of these games go our way. Yeah, and I'll be honest, down the stretch, defensively, Sean McDermott and these uh, zero blitzes got to stop. I feel and, like and I'm glad. I'm glad he pulled off on that in the last two plays. Was I'm thankful, but like man, dude, it's like on that touch that fake touchdown where Kadarius Tony lined up off sides. You know they sent the house on that, and uh, you know you you'd like to see more pressure from the front four so he doesn't have to do that. But you know you can play tight man coverage without playing so giving guys cushion because there's not a receiver on that team that you should respect in a sense like you're, you're not you respect them but you're not like it's not like it's Tyree Kill or Justin Jefferson or or uh Jamar Chase you know you're talking about Kadarius Tony Marquez Valdez Scantling and you know Rice like I, I'm not worried about those guys so you know take your chances with the uh press man coverage in some of those situations instead of just resorting to a zero blitz yeah no I I, I see that but I, I will say that he did run uh press man and and uh Taron got, I mean, he got Moss while he was passing the first thing. Like, there are certain times, and I feel like one play will take McDermott out of calling something. If, if one play goes negative, it'll take him out of calling something. And, like, I, that's why, in my opinion, that's why he didn't run the <clears throat> cover zero on the last couple of plays. Yeah. He's a reactionary play caller for sure. Right. And so, like, yep. but, like, a lot of those cover zeros are because he's getting a lot of heat for not being aggressive in the first place. And so that's like it's the inner it's the in between of like dude like just for f everybody else f what the fans want you to do f what what anybody else wants you to do the players and f being reactionary just play call a, a play chess and like be you know what I mean you don't have to right have right to, right you know what I mean you're out thinking yourself and it's just like but I, I we came out with the win it was big for him you could see the emotions on his face afterwards. It was like, yeah, we got one of these, and like it was a long week, I'm sure for him, and and I and I'm happy that uh, we can pull that one out. Yeah, it's a big time win. So let's uh, do what we always do on this show. Uh, you know, we kind of we go through the box score. I think the box score sometimes tells a really good, compelling story here. Um, on tonight's game, Patrick Mahomes, 25 of 43, 271. That's 6.3 yards per uh, attempt. One touchdown, one pick. Um, and one sack. So he had a passer rating of 74. He had a passer rating of 74. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he was Mahomes. He played a great game considering what he had at his disposal. Um, you know, I would have liked to see him maybe scramble a little more, seeing, you know, catching the Bills and some of those zone coverages and stuff like that. But again, it, it worked out to the Bills' favor. But, um, I think he played a great game uh, rushing the ball. You know, we saw uh, Isaiah Pacheco not being being available for this game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 11 carries, 39 yards, 3.5 yards carry. Um, they, they couldn't get it going on the ground. And, you know, overall, they had 18 rushes for 82 yards. And most of that came in the first quarter. Uh, at least half of that came in the first quarter. Um, the Bills did a really good job up front containing the run, which I was really impressed with. Um, I'll say that. 
I, I do think that they ran the ball well early on in the game, but because we were up, because we had those turnovers early in the game, because we were up by 14, it took away from their ability. We kind of made them a one-dimensional team um, based off the score. And so yeah. the run late in the game, like, that's not going to work if, if we know you're going to come out and maybe run on first down and then the rest of the time mm-hmm. you're going to the ball. So um, I, th- I thought they did a good job of scoring early, making them one-dimensional, and that's how we that's how this Bills team is going to want to play moving forward. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, receiving Travis Kelsey, six carries, I mean, six receptions, 83 yards, no touchdowns, which I was, I was happy to see that he did not touch the end zone. Um, his long was a 23 yard reception on a, on a bailout play. Um, it was third and 18. I, you know, the bills got to cover that a little bit better. You know, uh, Kelsey is his guy. You got to make sure he's covered. Uh, he should not, you know, Mahomes shouldn't be able to roll right and just chuck it up there to Kelsey. And he catches it. They, you know, I think that's one that they want to have back. Um, Rasheed Rice had a good game, the rookie. Um, seven catches, 72 yards, one tutty. Um, one big you know, mistake. Yes, 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 yes. yes. He, he should have had another touchdown over the middle. Um, but, you know, he kind of uh, – he, he didn't break that route in, and uh, he kind of played it long. So, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, again, two, ca- uh, two receptions, 29 yards. And then after that, I mean, it, they really didn't do anything. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanlon had that one on the sideline late in the game. Justin Watson had another catch for 18 yards on a, on a third down completion. Uh, but outside of that, man, it, the Bills really buttoned that up. So, you know, you're proud of the Bills in one regard. You know, they they did what they had to do defensively. Uh, anytime you can come out of Arrowhead, of all places, the Bills always seem to play an Arrowhead, and you keep the Chiefs to 17 points. I mean, that's a win for McDermott. Whatever you feel out there yeah. about Sean McDermott, the fact that they held the Chiefs to 17 points, that's a big deal. That's a yeah. that's a gin, ginormous deal. Regardless if uh the Chiefs are having a hard time offensively this year, but you know, you got to tip your hat to the to the Buffalo Bills defense. What are your thoughts on, on, on that? Well, I and as far as like the points that we did give up, one was on a pump return where they got the ball inside their own 50, and one was an interception where they got the ball at the 50. And that was 10 points, 10 of the 17 points that they scored. So the fact the fact that we gave up 17 and we gave them two scoring opportunities inside their own 50, like that's what this defense can do when you're playing that. And people don't like it, that bend but don't break. We got turnovers. And that's the that's what, what it was missing previously when you play this defense is we weren't getting turn, turnovers. But we're getting those now. We're stripping the ball. We, we didn't get an interception, but we got two uh, strips today. Um, mm-hmm. I, that was Rice. Correct that Benford strip rice on that, or was that more? Yes, 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 yeah, yes. No, like, Rasheed Rice is strip on that. They're driving the score right there in a very crucial point where it's 17 17, and, and Christian Benford pulls out a, a nice little strip right there. So, um, the defense buckled down when they needed to, and, and they're gonna give up yards. It's Kansas City Chiefs, they're gonna get their yards like that's <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, can you do me a favor? Can someone out there go check on Nick Wright? Uh, if you're watching the show right now and you have a, 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 a Twitter account, make sure you go on Twitter. You can you can at me, but make sure you at Nick Wright and just ask him how he's feeling. OK, at me, because I just want to see somebody do it because I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh because all he does is talk crap about the bills and they can't mm-hmm. do this. They can't do that. Josh Allen is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, you lost. What, what are you going to have to say to that? Right. What are you going to have to say to that? Huh? Can I pull something up real quick before? Yeah, I miss absolutely, it? absolutely. So the, they were setting up a a pump and go to Gabe the entire game. So these screens that they were throwing to Diggs, 
They, they, and this is what I like about the way Joe Brady, he will call plays to set up things later in the game. They had Gabe wide open for a touchdown, and because the interior pressure that Chris Jones was causing, Josh missed him. And so, and this was that last drive where, where we ended up kicking a field goal. Um, but the reason that they're doing this, even though it wasn't working, is because they're going to bite on that a lot. They did. They ended up biting on it. We had it. It, was, it worked, and, and, and we just missed it. But that's why we call those type of plays consistently. Yeah, and to add to that, Ladarius Sneed has been locking up uh, corners all – I mean, wide receivers all year long. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs are one of the best teams in the league in terms of taking away your first option. It's kind of reminiscent of what Bill Belichick does. Steve Spagnolo does a great job. And let me say this about Steve uh, Spagnolo: His pressure packages are phenomenal. Like when, when, here, when McDom- McDermott sends pressure packages – it's like he's sending guys from the third level all the way up, you know, and there's holes. But the way that Spags, like, gets guys going off the edges and, and it's very disguised, you know, and, it, and man, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I wish, That's how you pressure quarterbacks right no, there, what Spags and is doing. Absolutely, and I wish they would use Oliver or even if they put Oliver at the nose and put Groot at three more often so that everybody's standing up. When everybody's standing up and moving around on the defensive line, and, and the linebackers that are coming and not coming are standing up, moving around, and just being fluid. Like, that makes a big deal that uh, to the quarterback, not being able to read who right. might be coming. And so, like, that's the my problem with, with ours. Our three D linemen are stuck. Like, we have three down D linemen that are stuck in the ground. And so you know those three are coming. Regardless of whatever's going on, you know those three are coming. Right. And so I would like them to – I would like them to be more fluid on passing downs for sure, like where we can get some things going. I'm not sure why we haven't looked into that, but um, McDermott could add some. Maybe he adds somebody to the to to start dialing up some some rushes. Yeah, I think McDermott is who he is, and he's one that I don't think he changes that much in season. I think he's one that goes back and reflects and to make his correct uh, his his adjustments later when the season's over. But um, you're right. Like I feel like in those moments, yeah, you you'd like to see a little bit more uh, nuance, um, a little bit more uh, diversity in terms of how exotic looks that way. And Spags does a really good job of that. Shout out to him because he really had Josh Allen second guessing. And then, you know, if you're going to give Spags a shout out, Chris Jones absolutely wrecked the Bills offensively today. He was the catalyst that wrecked, you know, and and before we say, well, the offensive line's got to do a better job. Okay, like, yes and no. Chris Jones is one of the best defensive players in the league, and he really wore them boys out, not only from, you know, one tech, three tech, you know. He's sliding, so like, yeah. All over the place. Yeah. Everybody caught an L from from Chris Jones today. And you can't prepare. You can't like you can prepare for that, but you can't like say like, oh, we're gonna slide to Chris Jones' side no matter what, because then they're just gonna move him around and dictate the way that we move. So like, it's hard to it's hard to prepare for a guy that's gonna move around and cause as much havoc as he does. Um, so so I get it, but like, you would like the offensive line to maybe do a little bit better, maybe a little bit more help on him, but he's very good. Yeah, he he's extreme. He does a really, really good job of that. Um, let's go to the Bills offensively. Uh, Josh Allen, 23-42, of 233, uh, 5.3 yards per attempt, one teddy, one pick. Um, that interception should not have happened. Um, I just think that was Josh Allen. He's gonna he's gonna throw a questionable one each game, and, and that one kind of bit him in the butt there. Uh, he was sacked three times for 24 yards. Um, you know, I, I I'm not mad about the sacks. Um Again, Josh Allen sitting there trying to make a play. 
There's a Chris couple Jones. sacks that I'm not about. There's a couple sacks. The third and 27, like, brother, just throw it to the flats. We're not getting this first down and just let let him run up a little bit and let's punt it. But, like, you don't need to take another okay sack for yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, you know, at least at least you're not – for him, you know, he's not pressing the ball down the field. Like, just take the sack and, and live the fight another day, really. Um, but let me tell you offensively what I really had a problem with. Um, one, you stop going from James Cook in the second half. You know, James Cook, 10 carries, 58 yards, but it felt like his impact was felt much more in the game. Now, we're, we're going to talk about what he did from on the receiving end, but, man – like those carries that Latavius Murray was getting, it's got to stop. Like James Cook needs those. Put in Lenny, Ty Johnson. Like even though he only had three carries, but you saw Latavius Murray take a lot of snaps on third downs. Um, I, I listen, it, it, him being there on third down really didn't help. It felt like it really didn't help that much today. Um, so I, I would like to see Latavius Murray's uh, snap count to go down. But you know, the only criticism that I would say that I'd have of um, Joe Brady is like, he should have used cook more in the run game. And I felt like he, they should have went to more empty sets um, because listen, you, you got, you know, Stefan Diggs being taken out of the game. Like you, you have to having Dawson Knox in the game should not say, well, we're not going to go to uh, Shakir more. Shakir deserves more snaps. He deserves more uh, opportunities and looks uh, in this offense. So, you know, I'm, it was good to see Dawson Knox back in the game. I'm glad he's healthy now. You know, he had, he had a, a few good catches, um, you know, that the results in the first downs. Some big uh, but, ones. Yeah, he had some big ones, you know. And typically, you know, we kind of uh, go off on Dawson Knox because he's dropping those. Um, but rushing the ball, James Cook, 10 carries, 58 yards. Josh Allen, 10 for 32. I liked how they, you know, used Josh Allen to run the ball more. That was nice. Uh, he had a touchdown. Uh, Ty Johnson, 5 and 19. And then receiving, you had James Cook leading the charge again. Five care, uh, five receptions, eighty-three yards, sixteen point six yards, and a touchdown along with a twenty-seven uh, on a seam right up the middle. And he uh, he scored on that in the first quarter. Deontay Hardy had a a big catch. Man, it's nice to see Deontay Hardy get a catch. Um, I thought that was Diggs at first. I don't know if you did, but I was like, oh, that's Stephon Diggs. Like, oh God, no, that's Deontay Hardy, bro. I, I said, who is that? After he caught it because I was like, yeah, and, and nothing against, I just don't think they really use him very much, but um, I didn't know who it was when he caught it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, Deontay Hardy on the deep over. I loved, I love to see that. Stefan Diggs, four catches, 24 yards. Uh, you know, hey, it, it was, uh, again, they took him out of the game. Latavius Murray, bruh, I, I understand the, the 21 yard catch, but man, can you hold on to the damn ball? Because you had some, you had some real estate, buddy, and you just fumbling, pissing down your leg. Fumb- I mean, come on, dog. That that was inexcusable to me. And luckily, it was a it was a catch and fumble. But dude, you can't put yourself, you can't put your team in that kind of position. You got to be better on that. What are your thoughts on Latavius Murray? I I don't. I think Latavius is a good leader. So like, I, I know that I get the reason he's there, and he's a good pass blocker, but. And they have to show that they can run with him on the field. So I understand the carries as well. Um, I do think that they're using Ty in these last, I guess it was last game in this game in his three. And then Lenny is going to get the last three. So I, so I think that that they're using the practice squad call-ups to use these two and they're going to get both carries. They trust Ty. They trust Lenny. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And when he comes, when Lenny gets here, I would assume that he takes all of the the plays from because he can also block. So I would assume yes, that he yes, takes yes, all yes. the plays from from. Uh, but he'll be suited. Uh, Murray, he had a bad game. I um, the one catch actually ended up helping us because he didn't. We didn't fumble it away, which is nice. But uh, at least he caught it. <laughs> Yeah, at least he caught it. It was a it was a crucial crucial down. Uh, Josh Great Allen, on that. And, and, yeah, and it's one of those things. You know, we'll probably uh, when you look back on this game weeks from now, you know, it's one of those those plays that you probably won't remember. But it was such a critical critical down and play and effort by Josh Allen. He's you know sliding left, falling back, and he he's he's inches from touching out of bounds, and he hits Latavius Murray, and Latavius Murray has a ton of space. And you fumble the ball, man. You, you got to be better. You got to be better than that. Um, you I'll know, in those- I, I know you said something about Shakir, and and I'll say this with Shakir and Gabe. They wanted to get their plays to to uh, cook early. Their pass plays. They those were set pass plays that they wanted to get that they knew they could score on to to or get big yardage to cook early. So they, the usage of Cook was heavy early, and I wish they would. I, I wish they would have used him more running late in the game. Um, mm. but there's just, I mean, the, the rush was just getting there. They had Shakir and Gabe open a few times where Josh just can't look at him because he's getting rushed too fast. It's just like, it's, I understand the, the, the anger towards Diggs, Shakir and Gabe not having a great game, but sometimes it's just right. not your week. It's right. not your, it's not your week to get yards that week. Like, and, and Diggs has been through it. I mean, Diggs is one of the best receivers in the game. Diggs, Shakir going through it. Kincaid was low today. They had Knox probably had more usage, I want to say, than, than Kincaid. Maybe close. Maybe it was close, but, um, it was Cook's day today. And, and I just wish they would have used him more later in the game rushing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, I think he showed enough flashes all season long, but to, to give him the ball, I like the when he got the ball r- rushing. I like the way they used him. It it looked really good. You saw him with some halfback power out of shotgun yeah. uh, a few times, and you saw him go back to that play. That was their bread and butter. Um, I like that. Even him uh, running the ball up the middle. Um, it, it's looking good. You, you can see James Cook becoming a more nuanced back. He's being more patient. You know, you don't want to see him back there dancing and stuff like that. He gets it was more. Yeah, he was more deliberate today. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I really do like that. And, you know, we haven't really had an opportunity to really say this much often, but he's a weapon, and they have to use him as such, right? So, um, kudos so the Ken Chubb. wasn't doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Ken wasn't doing, and that's yeah, like right. It's interesting. And uh, there's something with our receivers I wish that I would see more. And Josh throws it, throws these line balls so that our receivers will come back into the DBs. But our receivers so fixated on trying to get the catch sometimes. Like there was three or four by Diggs, Gabe, and Shakir today where they yeah. can come back into the DB and get a penalty. And like those are things that other teams do against us. It's that Fouge is underthrown, like where the receiver comes oh, with back the into the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, what I wish that our receivers would do that more. I know they're tough guys and they want to catch the ball, but like, you know, sometimes we need some Fouge's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, you're <laughs> absolutely right there. Um, but overall, you know, in terms of uh Joe Brady's performance today, you know, I, I give him a I give him a C. I give him a C C plus. Um, you know, if you're gonna have um a bad day, right? Have it against the Chiefs, um, because that defense is really good. 
and we've been saying all year long that the Chiefs defense is really good. And uh, it's one of those games where it was like, let me take you to school, kids. Spags took them to school a little bit because they weren't able to get, you know, some of those easy access throws and 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 making guys open, you know, uh, as much as we've seen in the past two games. So I think it's one of those where, you know, you, you take your lumps kind of and, and you prepare for the Cowboys because the Cowboys are going to present different challenges with Micah Parsons and two re- really good lockdown corners. So, you know, I think it's time where, you know, for next week, and we'll talk about this later, but uh, where they get, you know, Shakir and Kincaid and Knox more involved as ancillary uh, passing targets because they're going to need it going down the stretch these next two games. Um, but uh, moving forward here, um, right now, right now, oh, you know what? Before we do that, let's talk about the Bills defensively in terms of just statistics. Uh, Taron Johnson had, man, Taron Johnson is like, He's so underrated. He's he's in my opinion, he's one of the top two, three nickel cornerbacks in the league. Um, he just played really well today. Tyrell Dotson looked good. Terrell Bernard played well. Uh, Benford, you know, a, a lot has been talked about Benford. He did have one series where he didn't look as great, but he played a good game overall. Uh, Micah Hyde, man, it's I, I, I'm I'm sorry, but it might be time where we say. Uh, Micah's, you know, he's just not the same player anymore. Um, the, you know, the nagging injuries and you, you want to see you want to see more plays from him, I think. Um, it is what it is. Um, I, I don't like seeing Taylor Rapp out there. I don't like seeing, uh, you know, Cam Lewis playing safety. And it is what it is. I mean, when you're banged up, it, it just happens. Um, well, Russell a, Douglas, go ahead. He has a. His neck thing that he had surgery on, he ended up getting a stinger on it like the fourth game, and it was a pretty bad one. And so, like, he's trying to play through it because him out there, see what, like, him being out there, just being out there is is uplifting, I want to say, to the other sure. DBs. And, and so um, what you gain in athleticism um, by bringing rap out there and aggressiveness and hitting, you lose in confidence because it's Taylor Rapp and not Micah Hyde out there. So, and, and so I understand Micah being out there and I, I just, um, I want him to take care of his body first before playing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to see him healthy. Um, but you know, the bills will, um, the, the bills will have a, some, some decisions to make this off season, but you know, tonight is not the night, you know, tonight is the night we celebrate this victory. Um, you know, right now, right now, uh, the Buffalo Bills right now have a 38% chance to make the playoffs, according to the New York Times playoff machine. Okay, that's phenomenal. Uh, I, I thought, 100%. you know, we, yeah, yeah. I mean, it 100%. was uh, 15% going into this week, and you saw some things go to Bills' way. So you more than doubled your playoff percentages. Uh, with a win next week, um, you, you bring that up to 55%, 58%. If the Bills could beat the Cowboys at home, they can make that to 58%. Um, so we'll it's see. It'll probably be higher with some losses, right? I would assume. Like with some yeah. other teams losing. With like, some other teams losing, it will be it could be even higher. Now, I don't want to say good news, but uh, Justin Herbert has a broken finger. So, you you know, there's a good chance you might see Easton stick um, after the Cowboys game. So, you know, keep in mind. So, you know, the, the Bills have the Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. And, and the idea is is that the Bills can go four and one through this stretch. But if you run the table, that that's even better. Um, but, you know, you're going to need some help from some other teams. But the Bills definitely control their own destiny. So, you know, this, again, just like the Chiefs game, the Cowboys coming up this week 
is a big game. So if the Bills were to lose to the Cowboys, uh, that goes down to 18%. So, um, you know, you got to you gotta beat the Cowboys. Um, so so we'll see. I think I'm still on the train that the Dolphins are going to lose three of their last four games. And and I I, I don't know about this week. I, I could see them losing this week with Derrick Henry coming back. Um, but they play the Ravens, Cowboys, and us. So I, I could see them losing three of their last four and then us winning out and us taking the East. I still see that happening. Yeah. Um even if the even if the, the Dolphins kind of win. Uh, most of their games or all their games until they play the Bills. That's a scenario that you should be happy with because that means that the Dolphins really aren't going to put anybody out there, um, you know, uh, week 18, right? So the Bills can go out there and mop those boys up. And then you'll probably play the Dolphins that again um, in Miami, which I'm totally cool with that. If they, in, in, you know, if they play in the wild card round, you play the Dolphins. Uh, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm like, well, I'm, the Dolphins I like the Bills chances. They get the one seed, right? Other even before if us, they went out, if they went out, they get the one seed. But the Baltimore Ravens will have something to say to that the Baltimore Ravens have a brutal schedule moving forward. Um, so so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But you know, the only thing we can count on is this week. Um, so I want to talk about, <laughs> you know, a lot needs to be t- be said about, um, you know, Josh Allen and how he, um leads this team moving forward. Um, you know, in light of what happened this week, you know, with the article and so forth, you know, it just raised my, um, it raised my appreciation for Josh Allen just a little bit more than it already was. Um, just having to be in that locker room and, and seeing uh, McDermott and how some things have gone down. No one's saying McDermott has to be perfect by any means, but um, just, you know, like getting fourth quarter leads and the defense blows it or Sean, you know, and, and I mean, the defense blows it. Sean McDermott just not, you know, necessarily putting the team in the best position to win football games late. Um, just, just you know, his attitude and, and how he's, you know, the, the Ken Dorsey thing. You know, all that stuff, man, it really does play play a big factor in why 17 is so special. Um, what are your thoughts on Josh Allen moving forward? Now, this wasn't his best game. I mean, he, he had to fight through some adversity here. The offensive line didn't help him much, and, and you, they had stupid penalties and just getting worked by uh, Charles Minahue and uh, Chris Jones. Like, w- what are some things that we, we should expect for Josh Allen moving forward? Let's, let's start with the Cowboys game. How can Josh Allen, re- regardless if you've seen the film or not, but internally, what can Josh Allen do to put this team in a position next Sunday? Well, I'll, I'll say this as far as Josh being, and my appreciation for Josh was always there regardless, but the way that they built this team is everybody on this team looks in first. But that's the reason that they don't, they don't know oh, what is he doing? What is he doing? They don't look at McDermott and say, oh, McDermott is costing us whatever, because everybody knows that they got a piece of that pie every time they lose the game. Everybody got a piece of the pie. So, um, I, that's the most I respect about Josh. Josh hasn't played perfect this year and, and he has great games. He's Josh Allen. Like he just has to be Josh Allen every week. Um, whatever that means that week, this week it was, we need you to get a couple third downs on, on running. We need you to make a couple crazy throws. Um, and I don't think he has to do anything more than who he is as a person. And he always has a good game against the Cowboys. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that trend uh seeing you know continues. 
uh, because you know next week is a is a big time game. Um, I think the Bill that's another game the Bills should and can win. You could beat the Cowboys now. Dak Prescott's going to have something to say about that, and, and make sure you guys uh, tune in this week. Um, chop up on Tuesday night. Um, you know where we're we're going to kind of you know dive deep into the Cowboys matchup because uh and I'll have a guest on one of my buddies who's gonna who's a Cowboys fan is gonna come on and join us and we're gonna talk shit to him um so yeah I think you know Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey not Ken Dorsey but uh Joe Brady need to get together and and really um kind of figure out okay now you know you got Stefan Gilmore Deron Bland right uh Gabe Davis was held to another zero catch zero receptions zero yards you know he, he wasn't targeted much um but they got to figure out a way to get him more involved in the offense or or get somebody outside of Stefan Diggs and you know it's like it's nice to see James Cook in, involved in the passing game but you can't rely on that every single week uh, I, don't think they are. I think they're relying on somebody to step up and to this week it was Cook last week it was game and even though we lost that game um but they scored and they played well last week and so I, I do think that this offense kind of just relies on somebody new every week who ever has the hot hand, and and the majority of the time Diggs is going to give you what Diggs is going to give you. So um, I I know Diggs had a rough day today. He's not going to have one tomorrow or next week against his brother's team. Yeah, I mean, you know, you <laughs> that's your guy. Um, so we'll see. The bill they definitely need him, regardless if you like Gabe Davis or not. The Bills need him moving forward next week. Um, it's come out now that uh Patrick Mahomes was not happy uh with uh Kadarius Tony offsides penalty. Um of course. I wouldn't have been either if I was on the team. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's nice to see I ain't, I ain't gonna cap. It's nice to see Mahomes pissed off. Uh, you know, because a lot of times I feel like uh, things kind of go they it goes his way right um and not and ours it, the right right it feels good you get to sit there and you look at taylor swift in the in the in the press box you know and, and she's hugging, hugging on everybody. some random dude on some random dude up there charles better watch out i don't know who that was up there hey that, that <laughs> hey that brother wasn't interested in, in taylor swift bro she a twig know. I you on shoulder, bro? Get, get that, that brother, that brother ain't trying to mess with. He ain't a milkman. He ain't a milkman. Um, so hey, you know, it's just it's just nice. To see, it's just nice to see the Chiefs lose, man. Two in a row. Two in a row. I, I actually don't. I don't like hate the Chiefs as much as everybody else does. I'm because you're not a real fan. You're not a real no, fan of the Bills. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I I don't like the Dolphins fans at all. <laughs> But like I'm not really a hater of of other teams and all that much. I know because you because you whatever, dude. But I am. <laughs> I hate other teams. I am, and I hate the Chiefs. I respect Mahomes. I respect Reed, Travis respect Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey's the best tight end to ever play the game. I ain't gonna I, like I ain't gonna that. cap on that. Like um, but I don't like them. I don't <laughs> like them. You know, so so anytime the Bills play the Chiefs at Arrowhead, because that's the only place we play them, you know, F the Chiefs, man. Like, and the Bills got a dub today. Now, again, all that being said, the Bills got to make the postseason. I still feel like if the Bills make the postseason, they're going to be a dangerous out. Like, it's not going to be easy for these other teams, because once the Bills figure it out and they start playing like the team, which where every week we see shades of this, where they start to look like the team that we expected them to be at the beginning of the season, you got to be excited, man. You got to be excited about this Buffalo Bills team. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so 
<sighs> I think I that will be the. I think that not one person. I think we'll be the team that not one team wants to play against if we make it. Doesn't matter where we make it. Right. I think that every team in the postseason will not want to play against us. Um, I agree. Shout out to AJ Epinesa with the uh, with the tip and uh, the interception. You know, he had some some a rib thing going on, so he didn't make his way. I don't think he he didn't make his way back into the game. Ed Oliver continues to play well. Had a sack today. Had a a, a pass a pass tip at the line uh, in the fourth quarter. And then you know Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd made the play that Von Miller is supposed to make, or that we expect Von Miller to make at the end of the game. He he got he he got pressure. Kind of on the delayed blitz, you kind of saw him like take a little a hezzy step, and then he he kind of got around the edge to to disrupt Patrick Mahomes. But you know, again, Patrick Mahomes looking at Travis Kelsey, he you know the pressure was there, he overthrew it, and I I don't know about you, but when that happened, I was looking around like, where's the flag? <laughs> I was too right. <laughs> I'm like trying not to let my internal biases. So like I was on this fresh new turn the page thing today and like mm -hmm. i was trying not to but like you sometimes it's like dude we're, uh i'm just waiting on the penalty it's not there and i'm like all right cool i will say this is about vaughn like just taking out everything else outside this was probably his best game it was um he had he had two really important pressures one on fourth down and three or third down and three to make them kick the field goal we thought it was a fumble but it wasn't and then uh one later in the game uh he had a nice little pressure that mahomes like kind of threw I don't understand how that's not intentional grounding, but he kind of threw out of the sack. Um, so <clears throat> it was probably his best game, which is nice to see some type of some type of work from him. You know, <laughs> we haven't seen that at all this year. So, yeah, um, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I kind of want to hear what the what the team has to say post game. You know what the interviews are like and what the, what they're saying. You know because I don't know, man. I, I think this year, um, regardless of play on the field, you know, it just feels like it's one of those seasons where, you know, I, I think their morale is is tested more than anything this year. You know, if I, if I outside perspective looking in, you know, I just feel like their morale is is being tested. You know, they're they're battling different kinds of <laughs> than last year. Last year was a lot of. Um, you know, just unfortunate, crazy one-off events, right? This year, it's it's you know, kind of a leadership is being you know tested and so forth, and you know, like again, like we talked about earlier in the show, it could do one of two three, one of two things: it can galvanize you, or it can kind of destroy uh, the ship that already has a couple cracks in it. But uh, today, they prevailed, and uh, you got you got to be excited about that. I do like look. Last year they went through a lot of just BS that they could they none of them could have any control over whatsoever. And so, like I will say the mindset sticks. So they've been through adversity is adversity, regardless of if you inflict it on yourself or if it's inflicted upon you, adversity is there and to learn how to get through it. We went through that last year. And so they've been here before. That's what they were saying all week. We've been in this position before where the chips are down against us and they kind of thrive. This group of guys thrive in that situation. I'd rather not be in that situation at all. It'd be nice. Right. To not be in them. But like the, the best part is, is like this team's never out. There's never, they're never going to be out of it. Like they're, they're going to fight until the last dog is down. And so um, that's going through what we went through last year is probably helping a, uh, tremendously with this year. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, AJ Sabolski just uh, tweeted out because he's watching the post game uh, interview. Says Josh Allen says you can question a lot about this team, coaching style, my decision making, but the one thing you should never question is Sean McDermott's character. Allen adds that he's one of the best <laughs> on this planet, and the focus is to go one and zero each week. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, Sean McDermott is an upstanding guy character-wise. I mean, we, we all know that. Like, there ain't nobody worried about – I mean, no, I think there's some things that, that – I, that I think there's a couple things. I think there's a couple things that we could be like, okay, dude, like, you got to be better. How you handle Josh Allen, how you handle some of your coaches, like, you Absolutely. could be better there. Coaching, okay, no one's perfect, but, again, like, you got to – there's some things he can do. But when you talk about Sean McDermott, the man – um. I mean, he he's a good dude. Like he he's a good dude through and through. And he made he a mistake. Weird and... One off. He has some weird one off situations where he does, or he says some. He's tone deaf some things, and he says some weird dumb things. And that's what I said. But that was four years ago, and I, I I guarantee he's never said anything like that since. Like he apologized, and I guarantee he's never said anything like that since. So, I I, I he's a weird guy. He shouldn't that's have said in the first place. Him. I mean, there's no there's no cause for that. <laughs> I mean, what he said. The way he meant it was not like he's just tone deaf to the situation. No, for it. sure. Which we all, I, I, I don't know anybody. In my I don't life. give him a pass on that. I'm not giving him a pass on that. I don't, <laughs> I, sure. I don't care. There's a thousand. There's a. There's thousands of of lessons in leadership that he could have gleaned from and pulled from. Nine eleven. I I understand the message he was trying to convey, but buddy, you got to pick something different. Okay, something but like different. the harp that he got on it. Is not because everybody has said some off outlandish shit. Everybody that I know in the world has said something that's been poor. Sure. Everybody mm-hmm. that I know in my history every my week life. for me. And <laughs> I don't even hear an apology from those people. But now we want to be up here on our high pedestal. Uh, it's different. It's different. It's not, he's in a he's in the light. Where, he's in a light. He's in a high okay, profile so position. He, but he apologized about it. And now we can't sit here or sit up here. And I'm not talking saying you, I'm talking about what I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't see it up here and and just absolutely harpoon on the guy that made one verbal mistake back at that point that wasn't even meant to be a negative thing at the time. He's just he's just a little tone deaf to certain languages. So I I I, I understand the the coaching. If you, if you're if you want to get a guy fired or if you if you don't like uh, the way a person co- if he, his coaching if you have something to say about his coaching, I absolutely I have stuff to say right. about his coaching, but. To say sit up here and say his character is this and that because of something he said four years ago that he already apologized for, that really was it, it was it was poor taste and it really but it really wasn't that crazy where he could have said some other stuff where I mean Josh has had some situations in the past that we have forgiven Josh about that he apologized about like there's just it's just it's crazy to me how much we want to cancel this guy and I want to assume it's because we want to oh fire. yeah cancel culture's trash. <laughs> but he look again no one's excusing mcdermott he shouldn't have said it in the first place um ed oliver just said matt perino just tweeted uh whatever leak or whatever i think you're a coward uh you know ed oliver defending sean mcdermott after the bills ca- defense came up with the uh stop in the final drive versus the chiefs i got his back on everything oliver closes so you know you you see um it'd be one thing where like if the players were like yeah bro i ain't feeling this dude you know what i'm saying I think it's something that uh, you would have seen it the way they played today. Right, right. But the the fact that they came through 
and they ha- and it's not like they came out and they just blew the Chiefs out of the water. They had to battle adversity, and they had to look their coach in the eye, coming coming on and off the sideline, whether it's Josh Allen, Ed Oliver, and, and find that resolve. I think that's one of the things that that doesn't get talked about enough. That like you know these these guys are are, are they're battling the Warriors, they're fighting through nagging injuries, family, home stuff, who name it. You, you mean, and the fact that they got a win tonight should not, it should not be an understatement. It should not be one of those things you go to bed and go, okay, well, we take it for granted and the Bills got to win. No, no, that was a monumental big time win for this club and it should be respected as such. So whatever you guys do tonight, put all the negative stuff aside. You know, we, we can look at the news and we can look at all the things that maybe we, might be, you know, not happy about with our life. But when you look at the Buffalo Bills tonight, tonight, you should you should go to bed and and, and feel good about this football team moving forward because they played their asses off and, and I, I tip my hats to them. And this hump, this like I don't even know what to call it, this negative stone that everybody chip on their shoulder that everybody has about these late games, like this is one where even though it wasn't the way you wanted to win it in the end, you got it. And it can push you over that hump of these close games. So we would like to see some blowouts for our team going, like right. you know, something. But the fact that you you have that and like it's no longer that oh here we go again because you could say oh here we go again with the Chiefs game we're gonna win this year when it comes down to it. So yeah, all right. So um, you know, close remarks on this game. I, I think we've pretty much exhausted everything we could. Um, you know, and for those of you who have been hanging out with us, me and Albro Poe, whether it's uh, here on Intentional Grounding or the Chop Up, man, we just want to say thank you to you all. This is the Buffalo Rumblings post game show right here on Intentional Groundings. You know, we do this every single week. Bills win, lose, or draw. You know, we in this thing hard. So next week, the Buffalo Bills will take on the Dallas Cowboys and folks, uh, the Bills are they're knocking on they're knocking on heaven's door for a playoff berth they're one and oh as joe as joe brady would tweet out they are one and oh and uh before we get up out of here christmas is around the corner if you guys out there find a a a playstation portal let let your boy know because i gotta get one for my kid (laughs) you know hey every time i go look for that thing it's sold out blah 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 um whatever but uh you know, we're going to get up out of here. All Popo and Sterles, we up in this thing. We up out of here. You guys have a freaking fanatical week. Go Bills. Go and Bills. we're going to beat the Cowboys' ass next week. Deuces. Deuces.